You may be seated and open your Bibles this evening to Psalm 66 and verse 12. Praise God. We've been in a series called Your Wealthy Place. That last Sunday night, we talked about the anointing in connection with your wealthy place. Uh, what kind of a wealthy place would it be without an anointing? Amen. Amen. When God brings you into your wealthy place, it is a place of saturation. It is a place of rich fulfillment. It is a place of great and wonderful anointing. Amen? And we looked at several things last Sunday night, and we discovered this, that it is the uh, anointing that destroys the yoke. The Bible says that we've been through a few things, but God has brought us into a wealthy place, a place of anointing, if you will. Jesus ministered with the anointing. He spoke about it in Luke 4.18. He said, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he hath anointed me. And then in that verse, he goes through several things that he was anointed to do. And we see that one of the things that he was anointed to do was to heal those who were broken in their heart. Also, to preach recovering of sight to the blind. That's physically, amen? The anointing went in there and caused the blind to see, amen? And of course, Acts 10.38 is something we looked at. It says how God anointed, everyone's anointed, Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power who went about doing good. Now, now, I found out the other night that that word good there means he did well. He did well. And I've always thought that the good that he did was walking around healing those that were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. But that was only a part of the, of the good he did. I mean, he did well. I mean, he, did he do well or did he do it? I tell you what, he got her done. Amen. He went about doing well. Amen. Well done. Amen. A good and faithful servant. Amen. And so this anointing we discovered also is on the inside of us. You have an unction from the Holy One and you know all things. The word anointing and unction are really synonymous terms. We also discovered that the anointing which you have received of him abideth in you. And aren't you glad that the anointed one and his anointing teaches you all things? You know, whether it be through an anointed uh, man or woman of God, an anointed preacher, or an apostle or prophet... It's really the Spirit of God that's teaching you through them. Amen? Amen. Say it with me. I have an anointing from the Holy One. And then we looked at this dual working of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit, of course, in us in the new birth. He is that well of water springing up into everlasting life. And He dwells in you to comfort you, to teach you, to strengthen you, and to do some awesome things in your life. 
But then there's also the other work of the Holy Spirit in our lives, and that is the Spirit upon which we receive when we're filled with the third person of the Godhead. I like Acts 1.8. He says, but you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost is come upon you. And then we talked about that a while. And then we looked at how that we can see an increase of the anointing in our lives. And we looked very carefully at the mantle that fell upon Elisha and Elisha's ministering to Elijah and ministering to the Lord in that fashion. And on that road to the double portion, Elisha had ample opportunity to leave his God-ordained place where he fit and flourished. Amen? Amen. Remember, your wealthy place also is connected to a place where you fit and where you flourish. Elijah had ample opportunity to leave, but he said, You know, Elijah, as thy soul lives, I'm not going to leave you. And so he found his place, he fulfilled his place, but he also stayed in his place. And so he was faithful in that place, and when the time came, glory to God, he got a double portion. Amen? Amen? Amen. So let's uh, take this a little step further tonight. And let's talk about this corporate anointing. Let's talk about this corporate anointing. There's the individual anointing in. There's the, individual, there's the anointing upon. But then how many of you know there's a corporate anointing? Look at Second Chronicles chapter 5 and we'll notice verses 11 through 14. You know, one of the neat things about pastoring is this, is you don't have to unload the whole thing in one night. And that's why we've just come back to this teaching on wealthy place so many times. And children's church is dismissed or not? Children's church is dismissed. Yes. Amen. So in 2 Chronicles chapter 5, uh, verses 11 through 14, and we'll wait just a moment. Notice this. And it came to pass... When the priests were come out of what kind of place? The things of God are holy. And to participate in the things of God, it really behooves us to walk in the Spirit. And to get rid of all carnality out of our lives. Amen. For all the priests that were, were present were sanctified and, and did not then wait by course. Verse 12. Also the Levites were the singers, all of them of Asaph, of Emmon, Judithan, with their sons and their brethren, being arrayed in white linen, having cymbals and psalteries and harps. They stood at the east end of the altar, and with them 120 priests sounding with trumpets. And then verse 13. And it came to pass, as the trumpeters and singers were all singing and doing their own thing. Now, here's a real major key to the corporate anointing. Mm -hmm. They were all as one to make one sound to be heard in praising and thanking the Lord. Now, there's a major key right there. Being in oneness, in unity and accord, in praising and thanking the Lord. And when they lifted up their voice, they were so one, it sounded like one voice. With the trumpets and cymbals and instruments of music and praise the Lord saying, 
For he is good, for his mercy endureth forever. Let's say that just a couple times together. For he is good, and his mercy endureth forever. For he is good, and his mercy endureth forever. Man. I don't know how many times they said that, but they were in unity. And after that, then the house was filled with a cloud, even the house of the Lord. And the cloud that came in was the Shekinah glory. It was the very atmosphere of heaven invading that temple dedication. And what caused the glory to come in was the people being in unity, in harmony, but not just that, lifting up their voice, praising and thanking. We do that in a place like this, whether it be two people, 200 or 2,000, we'll have the same thing. We'll have the same thing. And even greater Because we've been given a better covenant established upon better promises. Oh, and you want to be in that cloud. You want that glory to be in manifestation. It was filled with a cloud, even the house of the Lord. Then verse 14. So that the priests could not stand to minister by reason that they'd all been out drinking the night before. No, thank God they weren't a bunch of drunks. They might have been spiritual drunks, but they weren't out the night before acting like a clown. No, they couldn't even stand to minister by reason of the cloud. Whoo, glory to God. The glory cloud comes in. Ministers may just have to sit down. For the glory of the Lord, what did it do? It filled the house of God. Amen. Amen? Amen. Now go over to Romans chapter 6, verse 4. We'll look at a couple verses there. Talking about this corporate anointing. What is this corporate anointing? Romans, the sixth chapter, and the fourth verse says, Therefore we are buried with him by baptism into death. Like as Christ was raised up from the dead by what? He was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father. Even then so we should walk in newness of life. I want you to pay particular attention to that phrase. Raised from the dead by the glory of the Father. Now turning over to the 8th chapter. Notice with me in verse 11. Write these verses down or mark them in your Bible. Romans 8.11 says this. But if the spirit of him that raised up Jesus from the dead. He was raised up from the dead by what? The glory of the Father. Notice with me the spirit of glory. The Holy Spirit of glory. If the same spirit that raised up Jesus from the dead dwell in you. He that raised up Christ from the dead will quicken your mortal bodies by his spirit that dwells in you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So the Bible calls the glory of the Father, the Spirit, and that's the Holy Spirit, we found out, 
And that's what we call the anointing. That's what we call the anointing. Hallelujah. Amen. And we also know that God does not any longer dwell in earth-made or man-made buildings. Where does he live? Where does he abide? Where does he dwell? He dwells in us. That's shouting ground right there. The spirit of glory. The spirit that raised Christ from the dead. The same glory that filled the house when they dedicated the temple. Living on the inside of you. Living on the inside of me. What would happen if we just all got stirred up together and got in unity in one accord? The glory of the Lord would fill this place. People walk in here and they wouldn't even have to have hands laid on be healed. Look at uh, Hebrews 8. Notice uh, Hebrews chapter 3 verse 6. Just want to look at some verses tonight. Let's stay stirred up. What do you say? Let's stay stirred up over the holidays. Notice with me in Hebrews 3, 6. And by the way, Martha, Lifer, God bless you guys. Stand up. Philippines, missionaries of the Philippines here tonight. Let's give them a big hand. Apologize, meant to do that a little earlier. Thank God for you guys. God bless you. God's doing a great work over there. Hebrews, the third chapter, the sixth verse. But Christ as a son over his own house. Whose house are we? If we become more aware of the fact that we're his house, we'd probably be a little bit more diligent about what we do with our lives. What we allow ourselves to watch. What we allow ourselves to hear. How we talk. How we think. Amen. Amen. Say with me, I'm the house of God. Now, if we hold fast the confidence and the rejoicing of the hope firm unto the end. And then going over to 1 Timothy chapter 3. 1 Timothy, the third chapter. Notice with me in verse 15. So what I'm saying to you tonight, and you all know this, but I'm going to preach it anyhow. Because faith comes by hearing. And hearing by the word of God. You already know this, that the whole church collectively is God's temple. The whole church collectively is the temple of God. In 1 Timothy 3.15 it says this, ready read. But if I tarry long... That thou mayest know how thou oughtest to behave thyself in where? In the house of God, which is the church of the living God. We're God's house. We're God's temple individually, but we're also God's temple collectively. And notice with me that it says we ought to behave ourselves. We ought to know how to behave ourselves when we come together. Amen? Amen. That means no texting. (laughs) That means really, you know, if, if, you know, we can help it, no sleeping. And I know it always can't be helped. Because I know sometimes people, you know, take some medication and so forth and they get a little shut eye every now and then. But how ought we behave ourselves in the house of God? Huh? 
How should we behave ourselves? Charles just got it right. What was that again? Reverence to the Lord. Reverence to the Lord. Honoring the Lord. Amen? How many of you know we ought to dress appropriately in the house of God? Amen? Now, I'm not saying that everybody that comes to church has got to have a new dress or has got to wear a suit, got to wear a tie. Amen? But you ought to wear your best you can. Amen? I mean, if you got three T-shirts, you ought to wear the best one. Right? Not the T-shirt you wear that you just mow the lawn with. Am I preaching all right? And Brenda just says, make sure, ladies, that you cover the subject. Whatever subject that might be. <laughs> well, we don't want to meddle. Amen. So he's not talking about a building here. He's talking about the church. The church of the living God is the house of God. Hallelujah. This is the house of God. Look at 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 16. 1 Corinthians, the third chapter, the 16th verse. Thank you, Lord. Come on, let's just thank him a little bit. Hallelujah. Thank you. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Bless the Lord, O my soul. All that is within us, Lord, we bless your holy name. Thank you, Lord. Mm-mm-mm. Now know you not that you are the temple of God and that who? The spirit of God, the spirit of glory, the spirit of holiness, the spirit of God dwells in you. He dwells in you. And I can hear Dad Hagen say, what's he doing on the inside? He just hitchhiking a ride through life? No, he's not hitchhiking. He's in us to put us over. He's in us to strengthen us. He's in us to help us. In a time of grief, he's in us to comfort us. In a time of battle of sickness and disease, he's there to quicken us. Amen? When we don't know what to do, he's here to show us what to do. Now notice the same verse in the Amplified Version. Same verse in the Amplified Version. Do you not discern and understand that you, the whole church at 24800 Hesperian Boulevard, you're God's temple. You're his sanctuary. And that God's spirit has his permanent dwelling in you. To be at home in you. Isn't that awesome? Collectively. As a church. But also individually. So we can see then that there's an individual anointing. But also there's this corporate anointing there's just something about the corporate anointing that i just absolutely love 
There's just some things that happen in a corporate anointing a whole lot easier than happens individually. There's just something about it when God's people get together and assemble themselves together. And I'm talking about really assembling ourselves together. Amen? It's like one preacher preached a message not long ago, and it was called, Some Assembly Required. (laughs) For the things that the Spirit of grace and the Spirit of glory would would do in these days requires some assembly. Some assembly. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's why we don't come here to be entertained. We are not in the entertainment business in the local church. Hallelujah. The Bible says that no flesh shall glory in the presence of God. It isn't about me. It's not about you. It's about Him. And it's about Him in us. And Him among us. And Him upon us. It's the hope of glory. The hope for the Bay Area is not in protesting. It's not in marches. The answer for racism is not in those things. The answer for racism is only in the glory of God. I said it's only in the glory of God. Politics will never, ever get done what God wants done in this nation. We're to faithfully pray. We're to faithfully join together our hearts in one accord and pray fervently. But at the end of the day, the government is upon his shoulder. Amen. 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 And I know I'm preaching all right now. Say this with me. God's Spirit Spirit has his permanent dwelling in us to be at home. Collectively, but also individually. I declare to you tonight that the corporate anointing is much greater than the individual anointing. One will put a thousand to flight. But man, you get two together. You get, oh, ma sekete basata. You get two believers together with the spirit of faith and the spirit of honor. You just watch the spirit of glory invade that habitation. Hallelujah! Hallelujah. That's what we long for. That's what we desire. Hallelujah. Hallelujah! It's much greater. Look over at Acts chapter 2, verse 46 and 47. We'll go... A little further tonight. Acts, the second chapter, verse 46 and 47. We see this same principle of being in one accord, them being very glad. You know, I don't believe we ought to come into the house of God sad. He has made me glad. Now, you can stay glad if you stay in the Spirit. 
But you get over into the world, you get real sad. In Acts chapter 2, 46, it says, And they continue in daily with one accord. There it is again, unity, right? That's a key to a greater anointing, a greater corporate anointing. In one accord in the temple, they broke bread from house to house. They ate their meat with gladness and singleness of heart. Verse 47. Read it with me. Praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to the church. Well, we'll have a salvation Sunday. We'll have a Friends Day and maybe a few brave ones will come get saved. No, that's not the way it ought to be. There ought to be a, a continual harvest. The glory brings in the harvest. Unity brings in the harvest. Amen. Thank you. Now, look over to Acts chapter 4, verse 23 and 24. In Acts chapter 4, how many of you remember Peter and John were commanded not to preach not to teach any more in the name of Jesus. Can you imagine that, Charles? Someone coming up to you and telling you you can never use the name of Jesus anymore? Think they might have a little fight they on their hands? Yeah, yeah, they'd have a problem. Can you imagine? Someone coming up to you, Paul, and telling you, you can't praise God anymore. That's not going to work, is it? How about you, Steve? Your days, your days of, of, of preaching are over with, Steve. You know, we're going to beat you and put you in jail. And, and that'll teach you a lesson. Can you imagine the problem that those religious people had on their hands? You know that in the city of Houston not long ago, they were going to try to have all the preachers in Houston have the city council approve their sermons? I mean, how stupid can you get? That didn't pass, but that tells you how stupid that Antichrist spirit is out there. Thank God we're not afraid of Antichrist. We've got the Christ. <laughs> I said, we've got the Christ. We got the Christ. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Woo, glory. That just makes me happy. And I can, I can be happy. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Greater is he that's in you than he that is in the world. The Antichrist is in the world. It's all around here in the Bay Area. But we lift up the Christ. We lift up the Christ. And the Christ said, if I be lifted up, then I will cause all men to be drawn unto me. Lift him up in unity and lift him up in one accord. Lift him up in thanking and praising him. Assemble yourselves together and people will be drawn to this place by my glory. My presence will snatch him off the street. My presence will snatch him off the highways and cause him to come to me. Well, you can shout. Yeah. 
Hallelujah. Why not? Why not? You think of all the influences out there that are pulling people into strip joints? The neon lights and all that stuff? The seducing spirits? Drawing people into sin? Drawing people into drugs? Drawing people into prostitution? That's a real force. But it is a force that has been defeated by the Christ. And if that spirit can draw them in, the Holy Ghost can draw them in, brother. I said the Holy Ghost can draw them in. Is that right? But we don't want to be religious. We don't want to have church as usual. Heart of the Bay. Church is not usual. Amen? Amen. I know I'm preaching good. Like Brother Dufresne used to say, I wish I had a friend. I think I got several of them here tonight. Let's just shout a moment. Come on, I got to let it out. Glory to God. Glory. <laughs> Woo, why not? Why not have revival right here? Glory to God. Why not us? Why not now? Thank God for what happened yesterday. But thank God it's a new day. This is the day that the Lord has made. And we're going to rejoice. Acts chapter 4, verse 23 through 24. And being let go. See, they whipped them. They went to their own company. Your own company is a good place to be. I've decided I'm not leaving my company. You ever heard the saying, dance with the one that brung you? I'm not turning away from this word. I'm not turning away from the word of faith. I'm not turning away from the spirit of the living God. The Bible says, and being let go, they went to their own company. They reported all that the chief priests and elders had said unto them. Verse 24. And when they heard that, here it is again. They lifted up what? Their voices. They lifted up what? Their voice. In, 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 in Second Chronicles, we found out they lifted up their what? Voice. Here again, they're lifting up their who? Voice. They're lifting up their voice <laughs> to God. With what? They all had the same agenda. They were all there just to lift up the name of Jesus. Glory! <laughs> and said, Lord, you God, you have made heaven and earth and the sea and all that in them is. Verse 25. And when they heard that, who by the mouth of thy servant David has said, why did the heathen range and, and the people imagine vain things? Let's just keep reading. The kings of the earth stood up and the rulers were gathered together against the Lord and against his Christ. Verse 27. Verse 28. Let's go to verse 28. Verse 29. They're still praying. And now, Lord, here's what I want to get to. And now, Lord, behold their threatenings. And now, in the midst of that praise, in the midst of that worship, they're petitioning the Lord. And they're saying, God, grant 
your servants. That with all boldness we may speak your word. By stretching forth thine hand to heal. And that everyone says signs and wonders. Church, let us not stop praying for signs and wonders. And let's start demonstrating them. Let's just start demonstrating signs and wonders. Amen? Let's just believe God and just step out and let's see demonstrations. Demonstrations. And that signs and wonders may be done by the name of thy holy child Jesus. Verse 31. And when they had prayed with one voice and one accord, the place was shaken where they were assembled. What were they? They were assembled together. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak the word of God with boldness. Woo! I love the fact that when they prayed, the place was shaken. That prayer brought forth a manifestation of God's glory, of God's power, of the anointing, and of Holy Spirit power. Friends, the place was shaken, not just the people. The house shook. You wait till this old movie theater starts shaking under the power. Don't be surprised. You see people all of a sudden in church just shaking. I'm not singing Elvis. I'm all shook up. It's the Holy Ghost. May the Spirit of God, Spirit of the living God, come upon us in a fresh and new way in this coming year. Amen. I don't have any more time tonight, but I'm going to talk a lot in the first of the year, I'm going to talk a lot about faith, but specifically, I'm going to talk a lot about faith in the power. Faith in the power. Amen? Let's all stand to our feet. Thank you, Lord. Glory to God. Let's pray just a few more moments tonight. Let's pray in oneness, in unity, and in accord. We lift our voice to you tonight. In harmony, in unity, and in one accord. Thank you, Father. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Yeah, 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 yeah. Thank you. Father, we pray even as they pray in Acts chapter 4. We pray that you would stretch forth your hand to heal, Lord. Say this and pray this with me. Lord, stretch forth your hand to heal. Grant unto thy servants. Grant unto us. Collectively as a church. As your house. Grant great, great signs. Grant great, great wonders. By the name of Jesus. And so for these next 60 seconds, we just pray fervently about signs and wonders. Go ahead and pray in the Holy Ghost. Oh, pasia, pasia nala, 
Pasia nala nande le bestea. Obra cambi gite maze. A ambalocoche le prabaye. Fasundobro nindenge de dasa la tola mandia. Amondo le beste. Father, thank you for heaven's help. Thank you for help from heaven. Thank you for glory. Thank you for presence in this place. Thank you, Lord, that this is a, this is a habitation. This is a place of presence. This is a place of habitation, saturation, and visitation, Lord. Let's invite him. Come on, just invite the Holy Spirit. We invite you. Yes, Lord. And Lord, we pray for every one of us here tonight. I pray for myself. I pray for my friends. I pray for a greater sensitivity. A greater sensitivity to your spirit. Greater revelation. Ah, Lord. The spirit of seeing and, and the spirit of knowing. As a church, Lord, those that are new and those that may not understand, may your presence just saturate them. Just saturate them with your love and saturate them with your healing touch, Lord. And Lord, for people that have been just struggling with the, with the world and struggling with addictions, Lord, come upon them. Come upon them. Holy Spirit, come upon them and minister. Freedom. Freedom. Great deliverances, Lord. Deliverances from AIDS and deliverance from all sorts of junk, Lord. Thank you for it. Let's raise our hands and thank Him ahead of time. We thank you in advance, Lord. We thank you in advance. Hallelujah. Oh, glory to God. Glory to God. And so we lift up our brothers, we lift up our sisters in this church. Lord, those that are on the fringe, Lord, we lift them to you. We pray that they just get totally all in, all in for you. In the name of Jesus. Amen.